What up, Blondie? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, Eric. Hello, Breadheads. Welcome to another episode of Think Fresh. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm, happy Friday. You cracking a little brewski over there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Got this uh, IPA here. Mm, he's an IPA guy. Yes, sir. And in How true you... IPA fashion, you couldn't wait to tell me about it. Well, you know, I like to, uh, when I'm conversating with people, I like to give them a little bit of uh, more information so that they have something to come back with. Otherwise, it's just bad podcasting. That's true. (laughs) It would be pretty one-sided. So is this IPA a hazy or is it just this um, new session IPA I've been um, hearing a lot about? (laughs) session ipa geez uh no it's, it's basically uh, a session ipa is basically like the iphone mini of ipas oh yeah it's the regular airpods not the airpods max you get it um i don't know what this is it's like a i guess like a west coast ipa it's like not mm-hmm. very hazy but it's it looks light uh but it's still strong it'll still slap you in your face and uh put some hair in your chest that's a good feeling i love an ipa that makes me sneeze yeah exactly Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's from 33 acres mm, nice nice yeah a, uh, uh, Van, uh vancouver classic mm-hmm. yeah i'm i uh as much as i love to hate on like novelty beers they do mm-hmm. taste great I'm not saying this one is a novelty beer but it's like a really common thing here like yo let me get the fucking hibiscus sour or some some bullshit it's like a collab yeah. with like 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 air water or something <laughs> yeah, totally. If they put like some lemon rind in the beer or something, I I get very excited. It's 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 a test drive beer though. You never buy a four pack or a six pack or fill a whole growler with a test drive beer. You just you get a sampler or take it for a spin yeah. on a Friday night and never come back to it. Yeah, you Great never conversation um, piece, though. exactly. You never buy a sixer for yourself and the homie, but you might take it to a party like a house party. Uh, that you're super spreading at and you know share around and be like yo take a sip of this let me know what you think mm-hmm. and it shows off how uh like culturally woke you are in the beer industry <laughs> yeah um that industry like blew up and then died real fast hey like in terms of coolness oh yeah it spiked and dropped faster than bitcoin yeah it's like so much fun to make fun of like beer losers mm-hmm. <laughs> i consider myself to be a beer loser still and mm-hmm. i know it's a dying trend i gotta get out yeah. Um, what's worse, like a fourth wave coffee snob or like a fourth wave beer snob? I'm going to have to go with the beer snob, but only because the coffee snob dresses better. Interesting. Interesting take. I mean, I like a little down to earth moment, you know, with some vans and skinny jeans that a beer uh, connoisseur might be into. Um, I don't know about the whole plaid look, though, that you might find mm-hmm. at a fourth wave shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the plaid look is a little bit more reserved. I I always find the uh beer beer junkie look is always a little bit more. It's like dressed down, but also in your face. Like their plain black t shirt always has some sort of obnoxious like TV show reference on it. Uh, that's the beer place, right? That that would be the beer place. I don't think you'll see that at a fourth wave coffee shop. The fourth no, wave coffee right. shop, you're going to get like designer eyewear. Yeah, designer eyewear from a brand you've never heard of, but it's like mm-hmm. $400 for like you know, the frames, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they don't even have a prescription. True. 
So yeah. it's a totally, totally different aesthetic. So I think like fourth wave coffee has, because the fourth wave represents the experience of drinking coffee, this kind of like the bean mm. to bar experience, we'll say. Um, B2B. B2B. There, there's <laughs> uh, an emphasis on the details where breweries aren't there yet. You go, you walk into a brewery and you're like sitting on like, uh, like a, a sack of hay and you're drinking out of like a poorly cleaned cup and it was served to you by someone who they don't need they're wearing they're wearing like dickies you know yeah and they're wearing like dsx uh merch for some reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's interesting it like uh, bad. yeah and you you wouldn't expect that because like in the beer industry it's like revolves around socializing it's like the people who are working in beer are like i don't know they the guy it's guys who party basically um, mm-hmm. Or it's like it's coffee people. But coffee people are like introverts, people who don't like socialize very much. The type to like sit at a bar alone on their laptop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> on like, a Friday. Yeah. Well, I am sipping on a brewski, and are you as well? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> one. Every Friday, down it's to Friday. brewski with the boys. Hell yeah! Um, Hell yeah! What kind of beer are you sipping on? I went to the outer reaches of the city limits. I and I picked up some a smoked porter. <laughs> I thought that would be a a, seas, a seasonal refresher, a novelty beer. So I only got one can, um, mm. and it does have like a smoky, almost like meaty texture to it. Uh, quite dark. It's good. Wow, it's hard to Lucy just for the podcast, just for the pod, just for this episode. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um... I like how we just made fun of coffee snobs, and then you said, I got a smoked porter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my entire life is a hypocrisy. My personal brand is, like, in the shits right now. Yeah, dude, it's in turmoil. With this, uh, all this self-reflection, this this pa- uh, pandemic, you've been, uh, you know, just diving into, like, so much shit, and you're a melting pot of ideas, good mm-hmm, and bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to present myself anymore. Yeah, I mean, Hopefully I guess it's to- the uh, confusing confusion that is the presentation itself, you know, much like uh, <laughs> much like at Subway. It's like a very confusing experience. You know, mm. you have this like health, this health theme going running through the restaurant, but you're with your own two eyes. You're looking down at this uh, bacon that has like like a foggy exterior uh, and like a layer of sweat on it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you there's a, a nice hypocrisy to that as well. It, subway is a really good uh kind of i guess personification of what i hope my brand to be as a, as a human because <laughs> it, it represents this uh the mess of the creative process and then just the general wabi-sabi of life mm-hmm. no i feel you um is there is there a reason why um like subway twitter has anime characters as their like profile photos mm this is like something I've noticed. Like, this is my primary like news source for mm-hmm. all things way, uh, and I like to check it, you know, prior to these uh, episodes. Okay, um, I'm unfamiliar with these little uh, Naruto people, so let me <laughs> let me go check the Twitter profile right now. Yeah, I'm guaranteeing that at any given moment, if you just uh, log on to the old Twitter.com and mm-hmm. search Subway or Subway sandwich, you'll find mm-hmm. at least a few profile photos of. Um, Anime characters, mm. uh, anime titties, 
you know. So it's not it's not big way itself that's uh, publicly supporting anime. It's there's there's weeb weebs out there that are <laughs> that are fans of Subway. Yeah, exactly. So there seems to be some kind of overlap uh, with people who dine in at Subway and mm-hmm. people who uh, watch Death Note. <laughs> yep. Wow, you're right. I, I, I searched Subway Sandwich on Twitter. I took my MacBook and just gave it one spin, one big uh, scroll, and a, a few posts down. I'm seeing Feudal Mama <laughs> Lucy with this like very uh, provocative anime photo of a girl looking at a Subway Sandwich saying, oh my gosh, it's huge. And they obviously <laughs> put, they, they photoshopped the, the six inch over top of what I assume to be a human six inch from some sort of anime porno. <laughs> is this the shit you're talking about? Yeah. Like this, this is no joke. It's uh, it's so prominent for some reason. And it's not like, I guess the overlap is between people who are um, tweeting about Subway and watching anime. So it's not necessarily like just all Subway people, but people who are willing to tweet about it. Mm-hmm. The, the, vo- the vocalized, the, the mobilized Subway community. Yeah, the sleeper agents. Okay, so let's let's break this down a bit. What what about Subway is attracting anime fans? Um, well, you know what I thought of immediately was how Subway. Okay, so here's like the commonality I think. So with anime, it's like this like fantasy world basically, where um, you know it's not real, and the characters in it are designed to be like per- the perfect uh, interpretation of themselves. So like. Like think of like hentai. It's like oh, it's like eighteen-year-old <laughs> girls with like huge tits and shit, right? Yeah. Um, and then I'll just like say mm-hmm. yes to anything you say. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're just like super submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine it's like a kind of a similar thing at Subway because you're allowed to order whatever you want. You can um, go in there and say, "Yeah, dude, I don't want any meat or cheese. Give me just sauce." And you know the sandwich artist will say yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good point. There's um, an op- yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. That's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. This is a very. I I am bridging the gap with you, but I'm moving a little slower. Mm-hmm. We're we're bridging the gap live on air, guys. We are uh, we're thinking on the off the dome here, um, but I think there's something to this. Like, you know, it's a fantasy world. Going to subway and watching uh, hentai. Right. I would say <laughs> that um, anime and hentai. I think one of the things that attract people at face value to these um, the sector of cartoon is the vivid colors and the like the distinctive and vibrant <laughs> visuals. And I yes. feel like Subway also can bring that to the table. They're the only mm-hmm. fast food chain that like has this very, very colorful presence and the act of creating a sandwich is filled with so much color. So you really are living in an anime the moment you walk <laughs> up to your submissive sandwich artist and you see this world of color. Yeah, surreal, if you will. It is. It's surrealism. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like we... this. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, no, you go. Um, I was going to say, we've already established that Subway is for single people. Um, mm-hmm. You know how, like, in every Subway you go to, it's like, there's an unspoken rule where you all sit facing the same way. So no one's, like, facing across from each other. It's, like, two seats at a table, one is occupied, and they're all facing, like, west or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that plays in really nicely with this argument too. It's like, 
guys who fuck with anime are single mm-hmm. and <laughs> um it's like this thing where they like can't uh socially interact with people so they have to interact mm-hmm. with cartoons it, it makes perfect sense uh when you step in the subway you don't have to be a beta male anymore you can be the chef <laughs> you can be the artist as you hinted at earlier you can be a commanding officer really subway <laughs> enables you to uh, participate in cosplay you could say <laughs> exactly so you are you are actually living in an anime the step step you walk in mm-hmm. um yeah man Spooky. also i noticed like i don't watch any anime but uh i i i have known that anime often has a theme of uh, kinship throughout it friendship is always like a part of anime and i think maybe that's what attracts these friendless people to watch it (laughs) um but also the act of co-creation at subway is an act of kinship wow yeah we're holding hands and we're walking through this creation process together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that would be another reason for a japanophile to come into subway (laughs) and <laughs> and for, forge a new connection. True. It's like that meme. Um, it's like where the kids stand in the corner of the party. It's like they don't know I'm wearing like Isimiyaki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they don't. It's like they don't know I have a katana collection at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know I'm a furry on the weekends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn. I finally got this nut stain out of my fucking bear, bear suit. <laughs> <laughs> wow damn is it sweet onion sauce or is it my my children (laughs) is my sweet onion sauce or is this subways (laughs) um shit damn so there's a lot of reasons why anime lovers would be attracted to to subway it's not just the um the vivid colors or the cosplay it's also just the connection they feel Mm -hmm. and the opportunity to be whoever they want i i even say there's one more there's one more like you ever talk to someone who loves anime and they're always like there i think anime lovers are used to defending and upholding this like unorthodox <laughs> definition of what art is <laughs> so <laughs> wow brilliant so coming into subway of course there's this opportunity to see unloved art or un- an unappreciated world of art mm. and immediately connect with that mm. immediately know that this is just like your other beloved your betrothed anime anime fan anime shows yeah it's like no like you wouldn't get it like anime is art like it's not just cartoons it's like uh the real story here and it's like the same thing that subway mm-hmm. it's like no dude mm-hmm. <laughs> this footlong is art it was made by a legitimate artist 100 percent. i got another one for you so okay. you know how uh in anime like the exaggerated reactions by like these like uh anime characters are always like he and shit like that Mm-hmm. <laughs> um i think i think there's a sense of like faux celebration where it's like everything is a fucking moment of like happiness or celebration um mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. i think subway goers uh really connect with the cookie uh uh directions that we like, find at subway so like it's like mm, here's a here's a strawberry shortcake cookie and it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like cutesy <laughs> moment where it's like look or uh <laughs> or like uh merry christmas here's a fucking brownie with like red and green sprinkles cookie or hot chocolate mm-hmm. cookie. It... you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very yeah, uh, eccentricity very yeah. eccentric uh shallow celebration moments of celebration mm-hmm. i would actually <laughs> say that the entire pace of the subway ordering experience could be 
compared to an anime show where you have these long droves of conversation and then these moments of fleeting action <laughs> where it's like high intensity and then it drops off to conversation. Mm-hmm. I find it's like that where you walk in, it's slow, you hit the counter, suddenly you're bombarded by questions. <laughs> How long do you want your sandwich? Cheese and toasted? What kind of meat? And they're coming at you in a seemingly arbitrary order, mm-hmm. just rapid fire. And then it cools down a bit while you're your sandwich is in the toaster. At that moment, you maybe make brief eye contact with the um, the artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, it picks up again when you hit the veggie section. Absolutely, there's like a sense of um, conflict that arises when you're like going through these questions. Um, and the resolution or the climax is when you get to flex your well-paying tech job uh, at the end when you pay for it and it goes through every time. Mm-hmm. You drop that black Amex card on the counter, clink. Yeah, it's like I look like a virgin, but I make $200,000 a year because I work at Microsoft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shop at Whole Foods. Exactly. Cool. Um, you know, uh, speaking of cookies, we wanted to like go through this cookie quiz together <laughs> that we found. <laughs> Um, Did we talk about this last episode? We tried to do this last episode, no? Yeah, part of our Subway Unwrapped was to um, go into the cookie quiz and to find our own cookie. Um, But Ty, get this. I checked it today, and it's 404-ing for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at that right now. They they 404-ed the website. Wow, this cookie quiz must have bombed. Yeah, so literally subwaycookiequiz.ca. I guess it must have been fan-made and not funded very well because it's gone. It's 404-ing. Shut down. Shut down by the big way. Yeah, there's not even a landing screen. So you know it wasn't official to begin with. Mm-hmm. So for the listeners that missed uh, our previous episode, Subway, for the launch, for the for National Cookie Day on December 4th, launched a cookie quiz where you could align <laughs> your personality with the closest matching subway cookie yeah dude and we could not resist that i know we had to do it live for you guys um you know we should have done it on cookie day because they were probably like you know fuck cookie day's over like we're taking the site down um Mm -hmm. all those marketing dollars went to waste (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a real shame we haven't been able to hit this one it must have just been maybe it got bombarded by traffic it was such a popular url that (laughs) It crashed. Uh, they got, yeah, getting doffed. Damn. So, so many people were like, "Fuck! I got. I have to know if I'm a hot chocolate cookie or a white chop, white chocolate chip macadamia night." Um, mm-hmm. And you know, they broke the internet, uh, Kim K style. Yeah, or the internet. I guess the internet broke them. It seems yeah. would be more appropriate. The internet committed suicide. Now, I was like, "Fuck! Why am I doing this?" <laughs> Why, why, though, why would Subway stoop to this BuzzFeed level clickbait to bring to get people interested in their cookies? I don't think they need this. Their cookies can hold their ground. That's true. The cookies are probably the most iconic thing at Subway, um, like after the BMT <laughs> or like the bread smell. At least it's like the list of like iconic Subwayisms is like bread smell, cookie and then like herbs and cheese. Maybe Crooked Jared Fogel is in there. You can't seem to get a conversation through with a someone about Subway without him coming up. Yeah, like we're willing to joke about this guy, but stop DMing us saying go in on Fogel. It's like it's not going to happen, guys. Yeah, we're not bringing him on the pod, okay? Yeah, guy's serving life. <laughs> now, um, well, the weird thing, though, is the cookie is the only part of the Subway experience that isn't customizable. So it's actually the most difficult to align with your personality. I don't mm. know 
the elephant in the room here is why isn't Subway making a sandwich <laughs> help me make a sandwich that matches my personality perfectly? Wow. Why would they do this for the cookie? That's so true because like how many options could there even be? Like 10? Whereas like the got, Subway, on a good you, day. I think we did the math on episode 17, but it's like too many to try. <laughs> we, we concluded. Millions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you could actually have a unique profile of a personality profile aligned with a sandwich yeah come on subway that's that's the kind of quizzes i want to do that's meaningful yeah, it could be as nuanced as like do you like salt and pepper on your sandwich you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what time of day do you like to mm-hmm. order yeah exactly because then that could introduce like breakfast into the mix mm-hmm. you could, they could also get some great feedback on um, their customers perception of their current system a good question would be would do you like the artist's support or would you rather do it yourself? Wow, true, true, true. Because, you know, um, certain times you just want to like stick to the grain. Go, You don't want to go too far against mm. the grain, but other times you're like, yo, back it up. Let me add some marinara right quick. Mm-hmm. I have a great, actu- actually, this is a great subway concept. You walk into the subway and the glass partition is on the other side. So you put the rubber gloves on and you get to work. And on the other side of the glass, you have a sandwich consultant mm. that supports you along the way as you create your masterpiece, but they don't touch anything. It's all on you. Mm. Their job is just to help you with payment and uh, give advice or offer professional cons- consultation wherever you may need it. Yeah. They're like, oh, I would go easy on the mayo here. You've already got some some pretty wet vegetables <laughs> <laughs> little moves like that you yeah know? and then they could change their names to be sandwich director so instead of like <laughs> yeah, getting their hands dirty and being the artist you're the artist it's your way but mm-hmm. you know the director's there to kind of guide things along and make sure you're uh, not sabotaging your lunch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think a, a creative director is a lot, lot more profitable title than just general artist yeah absolutely um Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, who who eats the sandwich? Like, do you feed your director after? Like, <laughs> I think you get a foot long and you split 50-50. Wow. <laughs> six inches for you, six for me. That's that's the take. Oh up. yeah, and you just have these like fat like directors uh, behind the behind the glass. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, dude, I'm just eating six inches all day. Like, can you mm-hmm. imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> wild Um, have you ever um yeah so i'm super disappointed have you ever uh donated a sandwich before like have you ever like been like fuck i like can't eat this and then just given it to like somebody on the street on your way back to work have you ever done that (laughs) man man i'm i've never um biffed a sandwich (laughs) that poorly that i could i myself could not consume Uh, it i mean i'm ashamed to admit (laughs) i've biffed a full foot long before um like like minus one bite so like 98 percent of a foot long um but i unfortunately you know did not give it to a homeless man because i just didn't want to put him through that like that sandwich was so bad um Mm. this might be you know in the top two worst sandwiches i've ever had in my life the first one being the the meatball um uh fiasco that Mm. we talked about at length Mm -hmm. on this pod um Mm, the infamous meatball fiasco okay so walk us through what life choices led up to this terrible sandwich? Well, you know, I was at a low point in my life. 
Ty, and uh, I I didn't mm. listen to our own advice, and this is pre pre pod, so bear with me here. But I uh, I ordered a sandwich mm. on DoorDash, um, and I was very very hungry. And you know what? It was a so bit... you've already made some incredible too many mistakes. Yeah. So. You went through the app, you got it delivered. I got it delivered, which is mistake number one. Mistake, mistake number two is to get delivery while you're hungry. It's a bad move because if it's delayed at all, you just get so fucking mad um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like rage level. Um, but so after like two hours, <laughs> the sandwich arrived, like literally like no fucking cap, like this shit arrived two hours later. Um my guy had like seven phone calls for me to like let him know about it. Um, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this thing came back sopping wet. So not Ooh, only, uh, just, yeah, uh... Like, yeah, like I got like two or three sauces, like my, my usual order. Um, but after two hours of two, three sauces, two talks. hours of like, you know, fogging up this guy's car, it, uh, it just like melted down the bread and it was like a wet mess. Mm, kind of like a bread soup bowl. Yeah, and I thought, fuck it, I'm so hungry. I took a bite, and I immediately sat <laughs> out, and then just, like, threw the sandwich out, out my window. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I threw it out of the sixth floor window of my apartment. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> wow, what a rage quit. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I would give it to anybody. I'd be like, dude, like, you're better off not eating. Trust me. Damn. That's an incredible story, Eric. It's incredible because so many people had to give up in sequence <laughs> for that wow, experience yeah. to happen. Three people, I think, gave up in life that day. Like the sandwich artist, mm-hmm. uh, my dasher, and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a shame that the art had to suffer as a result. Dude, art is pain, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> really, it is a work of art in that case, what you received. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I took a photo of that uh bmt footlong just splattered across the alley <laughs> mm-hmm. i would love to see the sauce smeared up on the the cement wall of a park scene. <laughs> absolutely the rats starting to collect around it i'm sure that was a rat thing. yeah and then a dog shortly shortly after came by and took a shit on it <laughs> <laughs> damn yeah it sounds like vancouver um wow i I can't believe that doordash could offer you such a uh, disappointing experience and still ipo at such a such a high do you think that would have affected their reputation Uh forever with with the kind of like in social influence you have with through this podcast yeah i mean uh this is the first time breaking the story on uh any kind of social platform so you know, we'll uh, we'll have to well, see what happens to this. Watch, stock. watch your stocks, ladies and gentlemen. I would. Sell. Yeah, I'd honestly, sell. <laughs> We're gonna right call now, it yeah. a sell <laughs> when a story breaks. Yeah, they just IPO'd right, like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or this could be an opportunity. A terrible uh, timing. Whistleblower. Yeah, Eric whistleblower. Over here. I have some insider trading info. They're fucking. They fucking stock guys. <laughs> yeah. DoorDash Dor- mismanaged my meat, and they're going down. <laughs> they didn't handle my sub correctly. Um, but yeah, that concludes that story. Um, and maybe this podcast, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that was a, um, a very fruit, fruitful experience. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess I'm willing to, you know, take one for the team here and, uh, 
you know, we really risk our lives for content, Ty and I. Uh, so we just want to thank everyone for tuning in <laughs> and uh, supporting the movement. We, we truly love everyone who listens to this. So, um, yeah, thank you guys. Love you. Yeah, love you. <laughs> okay. Uh, have a great weekend, Ty. <laughs> Good night. Speak to you, uh, yeah, you too, on Eric. Tuesday. Yeah, and think fresh, everybody. Bye. Ciao.